Welcome to Catholic Leadership for Civil Society, an intentional community of Catholic leaders. This is a space about Catholic leadership, but not for the parish or the diocese. This is Catholic leadership for the world. Stay with us and allow us to share with you a vision handed to us by the Second Vatican Council to help advance the mission of the Church. It all boils down to one idea engaging society as civic leaders. My name is Christopher Pereira. I am your host. My co-host, Erin Monning, is already in the room. Hi, Erin. Hi, Christopher, and hello, everyone. Good morning. So good to have all of you with us. Um, before we start, if you haven't already, please take some time now to ping at least five people, five Catholic professionals you know and follow in Clubhouse. When you do this, their friends will be notified and attracted to join the room. Thank you again so much for being here, and uh, we'll ha I'll hand it off to you, Christopher. Thank you, Erin. And all of you who'd like to participate today, please just raise your hand. We'll bring you up to the stage. Already with us is a regular and a good friend. Chris Gonzalez has joined us. We'll, we'll allow Chris to share a little bit with us. But let me just introduce the topic for today. We think the larger topic that we cover today, and more than than a topic is an invitation, an open invitation that we, we make every week. And, and also our mission for Catholic professionals to open up themselves to the possibility of intentionally becoming influential leaders in society and through that serve the church. And that is, that is the mission of this room, of this space, of this uh, now a podcast. Uh, but within, within that larger topic, every week we have a subtopic. And today we're talking about sanctification of work, sanctifying ourselves through our work. This is a message, a message of course, that uh, was heard very loudly in the, uh, in the lips of, of uh, St. Jose Maria Escrivá and definitely a big influence in my life and I think in all of us here in the stage. So I'd like to open up with a quote from St. Jose Maria Escrivá. And then we're going to just open it up for discussion because this is a very exciting topic for me. It really uh, stirs up my passion. And, and, and this is what St. Jose Maria say, say about, uh, had to say about sanctification of work. It is not good offering to God something that is less perfect than our poor human limitations permit. The work that we offer must be without blemish and it must be done as carefully as possible, even in its smallest details, for God will not accept shoddy workmanship. Thou shalt not offer anything that is faulty, Holy Scripture admonishes us, because it will not be worthy of Him. For that reason, the work of each one of us, the activities that take up our time and energy, must be an offering worthy of our Creator. It must be operation day, a work of God that is done for God, in short, a task that is complete and faultless. And this is what it boils down to, and at least this is the way that I internalize it and live it in my own life. Not that I ever, not that I daily get to the finish line, but every day I do try to, 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 to run that race, right? And, and I think this is what St. Jose Maria is inviting us to do, to run the race, even if we won't always get to the finish line. line. But this is what it is about. Each one of us has a career or occupation. Each one of us has something that, that we do for a living. We are already going to do it because it is what we do for a living. This is what we survive of. This is what we sustain ourselves. This is what we do, right? Our career, our profession. For some of us, it is something that we're very passionate about. 
For some others, perhaps it's just something that you tolerate because this is what you have, right? If we are going to do it, we might as well do it to the best of our abilities. Do it with human perfection. Do it with love and offer it up to God as a gift. Just think about it. How the world will change if everything that each one of us has to do daily as our work, as our job, as our daily duties, if we would just strive to do it with human perfection, that, that simply means as, as best as we can, and put love into it, and then present it to God as a gift. That's what the topic of today's room is about. And Erin, I would love to hear your thoughts, and then Chris's as well. Yes, I am so excited about this topic. Not that I'm not excited for all of our <laughs> topics, but... This one is, um, we can all relate to this uh, very clearly, and it's very um, practically lived out in our lives each day. So I'm excited to hear a lot of your thoughts on um, this topic. So I actually wrote a blog post for TLI about a year ago on this as well. So I'm also excited about that because I had to spend a lot of time really thinking through what does work as a service to others or as a means of sanctification look like? And, you know, I echo everything Christopher said, and he he laid a great foundation for us. But what does this mean in practice? And how how do we already see our work as a service, as a means of sanctification? And if we don't, how can we? Um, the ordinary work we do as professionals can be an encounter with Christ, and we can also be Christ to others through our work. So there's a lot to unpack today and I'm so excited to dive in. And I love the quote that you started us off with, Christopher, from St. Jose Maria Escriba. I actually wrote down a couple of his quotes um, that I hope to be able to share today as well because he just, he shared this message so clearly and so passionately and something that we can relate to very practically. So I'm excited to talk more about him and his role in this topic. And um, yeah, thank you again again for everyone for being here and Chris if you'd like to share your thoughts go ahead hey good morning everybody and um, I want to give a shout out to my buddy Stephen uh, who's who's in the room today um, anyway so sanctifying work um, I've, I'm just starting to actually read some homilies of Saint Jose Maria Escriva and uh, I'm seeing that theme pop up quite a bit um, you know in, in, in my work itself I I, uh, I guess let me start a little bit um, back in the beginning here like I remember there was a time when I absolutely hated work and I think we all could relate to that where I was just like what is the purpose what's the point I'm here making money but like I don't really want money I want satisfaction I want to be gratified somehow and and um I want to be able to you know do something that's fulfilling right fulfills my heart fulfills my soul and what I was doing obviously wasn't doing that at the time and uh I think what I ran into was just kind of that fatigue of like work, right? It's just, it's just a means to an end. And I was living to work, not working to live. And I think that's kind of the, you know, that, that resonates with many people like that concept of we, we work to live maybe, um, not live to work. We, we want to focus our work around the things that are important. Um, but we, we have to still do our part and that requires a lot of sacrifice uh, in, in what we do. So I guess to give you some examples, I mean, I, I've said this before, I work in the lending industry and, um, it's a grind it, it, and the grind is like, 
you know, the, the markets, the economy, um, borrowers, relationship partners, um, it, it wears on you so fast because it's, it's a fickle business uh, when you're trying to build that business. Any small business owner can relate to that is, is just how fickle their business could be or can be. Um, and it, it wears on you. But in that process, I have I, I would not ever trade this opportunity or this this role that I'm in for anything else because I've learned as kind of that entrepreneur or kind of like a mini small business owner within a business that it has formed me and who I am today in so many ways. And so the sanctification of your work, it, it just seems like it's uh, something that that we need because it, it brings out the best of who we are meant to be in the eyes of God. And if we don't really try to lean our attitudes towards um, being uh, the, the best that we could be, right, um, in, in, our, in our fields and in our professions, we're not really truly sanctifying ourselves. We're, we're, lim- we're losing the talents that God has given us in the roles that we're in. Now, Yes, you could argue that, well, maybe you're not in the right role. Well, then that's, that's a discernment process. But when you are in that role, it, it should be challenging. It should feel like a martyrdom every day, at, or not every day, but at times, um, because you're, you're sacrificing maybe a, a business opportunity because you know something in your heart is saying that's not a good idea, right? So um, when I think of sanctification of work, I think of it as you know it's bringing out the best of who you are meant to be. And, and ultimately, it's not about the material end of our work. It's about how we do affect other people in our relationships. That's, I, working in the housing industry, I, I now have a passion, more of a passion about helping people get into their home because I see home ownership as a way to help create stability in families and, and, and a number of other things. It helps create stability in the community. So, I mean, you know, when I look at sanctification of work, I think of what is the, what are the three or four layers deep in what I do that, that helps community helps build society and and a positive culture towards God. I'm done speaking. Thank you very much for that, Chris. And I love the Nat sound in the background. It just, it just makes it feel like you are in the midst of sanctifying your work. So (laughs) thank you for that, Chris. And I love to hear from JP who has already uh, come to the stage to talk to us. Hey guys, um, pardon the noise around me. I'm actually at an airport right now, but uh, this is definitely something that I feel very passionate about. So I wanted to jump on and share there's a really great talk. Um, you can go on YouTube, look up Monsignor James Shea, and look up his talk on the vocation of work, because oftentimes something that Chris alluded to was spreading work. And oftentimes that's, it could be because of a misinterpretation of work. There's the, the risk of uh, seeing work as simply a means to an end, and that results in, uh, in, in our us being sort of uh, materialistic and and sort of seeing, hey, we're using work to gain materials. Um, Another thing is work is a a means to being successful, and that leads to us being workaholics and just seeing work only for work. But Monsignor James Shea says we should view work, and it's right to view work as a vocation. And as soon as we start to see work as a vocation, we're able to really, really dive into God's intention of work. And finally, it really just draws back to a quote that I love from St. Mother Teresa, which is, we're not called to be successful, we're called to be faithful. And so if we let those principles guide us, I think it's really, really, really easy to not get lost in the traps of, of the world. Thank you very much, JP. Erin, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to go off of a couple of the things JP mentioned. So um, there's a quote that 
from St. Jose Maria Escriva that I'm going to read in a minute that where he talks about like seeing our work as the vocation that God is calling us to, no matter how we view it. And then, um, gosh, the quote that you just said, we're not called to be successful. We're called to be faithful. Um, yeah, I was, what was I looking at? Um, I read something today on one of the uh, blogs I was reading to prepare for this chat room. And one of the things that it said was God cares about the love that is put into the work, not its human success. And it just, especially that um, quote from St. Mother Teresa and and now and then looking at this, it's it's so true. I think there is such the, there's this misnomer in our society that, you know, work is just to get money, just to get food on the table. It's just another way to, you know, provide for our families. And that's all that it is. And we think of it as this way to be successful or not. And it's so much more than that. And when we can see it as a way to truly encounter others and make their day good, make their day special, bring Christ to them, encounter them in a way with love and compassion and care. Um, that's really what work is is called to be for us. And it's hard because <laughs> you think of all the kinds of jobs in the world, you're like, well, it's hard for me to think of like this job that being like that or this job being like that. And um, when I was writing about this topic last year, I literally took like the most simple job I could think of. I used to work at an ice cream shop. So I literally took that example and said like, even the simplest job, like serving ice cream to people. Like, and then I went through some of the things that, you know, if I didn't do this, or if I didn't do that, or if I didn't do this, like, I'm having a negative effect on people's lives. Whereas if I do complete these tasks, however simple they are, because they are, um, how much different can these people's day and experience be coming into this shop versus if I just don't care about my job, I, I just see it as a way to get through school or get through whatever. And so I just like, there's this vast... Um, Obviously, there's like a huge spectrum of all the kinds of work that people can do. But even if we just boil it down to the simplest kind of work or the simplest job, we can make such a difference in the work that we do. Um, so and then going back to the vocation piece, I'm not saying that like being working in an ice cream shop is someone's vocation, although it could be. Um, but talking about this in like our in the sense of our professional vocation because that's really what it is god calls us to certain work because of who we are the skills we have the passions we have the things we're good at um so i wanted to read this quote from saint jose maria escriva that kind of goes off of what you chris and jp were saying he says be convinced that our professional vocation is an essential and inseparable part of our condition as christians our Lord wants you to be holy in the place where you are, in the job you have chosen for whatever reason. To me, every job that is not opposed to the divine law is good and noble and capable of being raised to the supernatural plane that is inserted into the constant flow of love which defines the life of a child of God. So just something for us to chew on and think about as we continue this conversation. But I love everything that you all are saying. And thank you again, Christopher.
Thank you, Erin. What a beautiful quote. And and one thing that, that comes to mind, and I want to invite everybody in the room, if you are willing, share with us what you do and how you try to sanctify yourself in the midst of your career. Because the most beautiful thing about this teaching of the church, by the way, uh, St. Jose Maria was a very uh, good advocate of the teaching, but this is a teaching of the church, uh, sanctification of work. Please feel free to come to the stage and share with us how you strive to sanctify yourself through work. But what comes to mind is that what we do right now, each one of us, is what God either wants us to do or is allowing us to do. He has placed us in the place that we are today. We need to remember this, whether we like our jobs or not. And maybe we're working towards moving into something better. And that's perfectly fine. But where we are right now, we are there because God has allowed us to be there. Or maybe he just simply wills it that we're there, right? So we might as well do it with love and strive with perfection. There's this video on YouTube. It's in Spanish. I love it. It's so funny. Uh, I, I wish I knew what, what the name was. I, I will tell you. Um, maybe next week I'll tell you so you can look it up. But there's this man talking about how he sanctifies himself through his work. And what does this man do? This man sells chickens. You know, he's a butcher. I don't know if butcher is, is also what you call somebody that sells uh, bird meat. But that's I think that's what he is. He's a butcher. He sells chickens at the market in Spain. And he he would kill, uh, the, I mean, the chickens are dead already. And he will, he will chop them and give them to the customers as they come. And he tells of the story of how he, he strives to sanctify himself through his work. And he tells of the story of this one time where a lady came into his shop and asked for a uh, chicken, and he she asked for him to chop it in very meticulous and specific ways, you know, in a, in a very unusual manner, which would actually take for him to do uh, the job in a lot longer time than it would ordinarily take. But he did it anyway, and he kept listening to the instructions that she was giving him as he was chopping this chicken, this raw chicken that she was gonna take home to cook, and as she, uh, as she kept complaining about her life and her problems to him, as she was instructing him how to cut the, how to chop the chicken. And this, and this man said, so I did it. And I did it just as she told me with a smile on my face and putting all my love into it. And now let me tell you how I sanctify myself. Well, I sanctify myself because while I'm listening to this poor, poor lady complain about her life, I am praying for her husband who lost her job and is looking for work. I'm praying for her son who won't listen to their parents and, and so that he would amend his life. And I'm praying for her. And I also, I'm also earning a living, which is what I do when I chop this chicken. So, you know, this is a very simple example, but I think we all have those examples. And Aaron, you nailed it when you said that the simplest of jobs, if we put a smile in, in our face and do it, do it with love, can serve a sanctification. Uh, um, I think we just lost JP, but in the room, we already have uh, several friends who are with us uh, very often, Cecilia, Salvador, Paul, uh, all of you, welcome back, Catherine, uh, several Tepeyac leaders. Uh, we'd love to hear your stories of how you strive to sanctify yourself through work. It really is, it's a matter of intentionality when we think about, and I know that you, Chris, through the work that you do, uh, you are intentional about it. You, you, you certainly strive to tr treat your clients with with fairness and, and do a job well done, deliver things when you're supposed to deliver. Isn't that what it is about? 
Chris? It is. Um, I mean, you know, just regular work, right? It, it's, uh, you have a responsibility to other people above yourself. Um, and you have to, you give yourself a service to others. And in exchange, you know, you're given, um, a bag of goods in this case, you know, you, you get, you get a salary or you get compensation. Right. So, uh, but I, I think, um, what, what's, what's tough at times is still giving of yourself in those moments where it's mundane or you see no value for yourself, but yet you're still called to give. And I like that story about, uh, you know, the, the, the butcher and, and, and so forth, because, oh my gosh, I, I think, I think we just lost Chris. Uh, we'll, we'll wait until he gets back. Just, just feel free to jump in at any time, Chris or Aaron. But, um, when we strive to sanctify ourselves through ordinary work, not only are we, are we gaining something for ourselves because we're certainly, uh, getting maybe a step closer to heaven, but we're also given that Christian witness that we're all called to give. And that is, I think, one of the key aspects of sanctification of work. Chris, you're back on. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, lost connection there. Um, I don't know where I left off exactly when I got cut off. But uh, I was just saying I like that that story you were telling about work because work, again, becomes kind of that, there's times when it gets mundane and we have to kind of persevere through the day with it. But the the... Those moments actually are, I, I see that call to sanctify work even more and, and look for what is the, what is the grace that's coming from it? I mean, you know, I, I spent a lot of time with clients and borrowers who don't, who can't, you know, get what they want. And, um, but the, the one thing I always try to do is just remember dignity is important. You know, how do I want to be treated? How should they be treated in that moment? And, um, when I'm talking about finances with people, I mean, that's a very sensitive subject. I mean, I, it's, it's not easy to tell somebody that they're like, it, it, basically what people hear is they're not good enough. Right. And, and so, you know, you're not, you're not saying that directly, but you're trying to just say like, it doesn't work right now. And, um, but, but you end up kind of getting in this, this, uh, this moment with them where they level with you. If you kind of just show some compassion and I think that's that's true for anything that we do. I mean, you know, we may have uh, difficult uh, clients, customers, and um, colleagues, business partners, employees that we're dealing with. And I think that's a a great kind of you know topic to discuss. Where you know, remembering it's kind of the the old thing that we've heard this all the time. Like remembering that somebody else probably has it worse than you do, right? And and so they may be going through a tough time. And and you know, again, going back to that story. Um, that you were telling Christopher, the that's that's the situation. This lady is having a tough time, and and you know the the butcher is recognizing that this woman needs prayer, you know. But he's doing it silently in a way where it's like I'm I'm gonna just take you know this meticulous kind of scrupulosity that's going on here with how I need to chop up this chicken, and I'm gonna offer it back up to God for her because she just needs somebody to lean on. Maybe she's taking her time for this reason, right? So. Um, dignity in our work and and giving it back to others. I, this is all about self sacrifice ultimately in, in order to sanctify work. Right, we're we're sacrificing bits of ourselves to do that. I'm done speaking. Absolutely, Chris. Erin, go ahead, please. Yeah, I just I thank you, Chris, for sharing all of that. I love um, all the things that everyone is sharing up here. One of the things that I figured while if while we're waiting for p- people to potentially join us on stage, one of the things I was thinking maybe. 
we should define like what sanctify means. <laughs> um, and I found um, not the definition from like the dictionary, but just like what it really is in our faith. So to sanctify is to be transformed into another Christ, to set apart as or declare holy, to consecrate, free from sin, and purify. So I just wanted to make sure that like everyone understands what we're talking about when we're talking about sanctification, because I like knew what it meant, but I also wanted to clarify it even before we started this talk. So um, just wanted to define that. And then um, one of the things that I wanted to <laughs> mention too was, um, you know, Chris, you're you're talking a lot about like dignity and being charitable, despite, you know, the kinds of people that we interact with on a day-to-day basis in our jobs. And that's so true. Like not everyone that we interact with is a, someone who is like ready to be kind or interact with us in like an, a simple manner or like some of the conversations and interactions we have are just hard or, you know, personal or can be sensitive. And there's a lot of ways that we interact with people on a day-to-day basis that um, can just be, you know, complicated. (laughs) And despite that, I think there's, what I was thinking of when, you know, I was thinking through this topic was this, this mindset that we have to have, this mindset of service and uplifting others. I literally like called it a servant mindset. How can I serve this person? How can I uplift them? How can I draw them closer to Christ? Um, and it doesn't have to be anything extravagant. It, we, we've already mentioned, you know, you can just put a smile on your face. What, like Christopher was saying, you can pray for the person who's literally just standing in front of you complaining. There's so many ways that we can serve and uplift those in front of us, whether they know that we're doing that or not. So that's just something that I wanted to share as well and as part of this topic. Um, and then also to wrap it in with, you know, what sanctification really is and what that looks like. So looks like we have more people on stage. So um, Christopher, How great I don't, is that? I don't know if you want to see. Yeah. <laughs> Cecilia, Salvador, Catherine, Chris, Erin, all, all Tepeyac leaders in the stage. That's wonderful. Cecilia, please share with us. Good morning, Christopher, Erin, everybody in the chat room. Um, thank you for the space that you've provided. Um, I just wanted to quickly share what I do and how I sanctify my work. Um, I started working for Sprouts as a financial analyst a year ago, and then the pandemic hit, and so I was sent home to work from home. So I always ask myself, how can I sanctify my work? And working from home, I'm not gonna lie, it's it was it was very difficult at the beginning because it's very easy for for one to distract itself from you know work and you know maybe look at my phone or be on social media. So I found that as an opportunity for me to to offer it to God and sanctify my work because my my manager does not know, does not see what I'm doing on the other uh, side of the screen. So uh, for me, uh, it's I've been very critical about being present and doing my work and honoring my work time. So for me, that's that's been I guess the the simple way to sanctify my work. And and I'm not gonna lie, you know, sometimes I do get distracted with my phone, but. You know, I try to do that on uh, during my my breaks or my uh, lunchtime. So um, I also find it um, important for me to pray in the morning before I start work, and I also offer it to God. And 
I pray for whoever I'm going to come into um, contact for that day uh, for, for my coworkers. So those are just simple things that I do. Um, as Aaron, Aaron was saying, you know, it's the simple things, uh, the little things that, that have importance. So um, I don't know, that's just what I wanted to share. And, and if anybody has other suggestions, um, you know, I'll be glad to hear them. Um, I'm Cecilia and I'm done speaking. Cecilia, that is so relevant. We're all going through that right now. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Salvador, I know you have something to share as well. I do. Thank you. And uh, thank you for that. Um, actually, I love this talk. Thank you for having this on today. And thank you for that explanation of uh, sanctification. Um, something that I've been pondering um, of this more and more through the years, and especially of late, is um, Christ's profession. He worked with wood, and that was also the wood which he carried, you know, throughout, you know, most of his career as, as a carpenter. And in the end, it was the wood that was became his altar in which he offered his very self. And so, you know, I see it, it it's the same with us, that our work is our sacrifice, is what we work, it's what we do. And oftentimes, it's the cross that we carry. But in the end, it's the altar as well that we offer our sacrifice to God in our, through our daily work, our desktop, our station, wherever it may be that we work, that is our altar, our, our offering to God. Salvador? I think, I think Salvador is done, but that is a beautiful, beautiful image, uh, uh, absolutely. And, and, and what an example our Lord gave us. St. Jose Maria also referred to this, that Christ spent the first 30 years of his life uh, sort of in... Uh, you know, outside of the public spotlight. And what was he doing? He was sanctifying work. <laughs> he was he was giving us an example of how important it is to live an ordinary life, dedicating it to God, through our ordinary work. Catherine, please, please share with us. Hi, everyone. <laughs> nice to hear you. And I, and I really love this topic uh, that we're uh, sharing together. So basically what I just want to share is that... Um, how I sanctify my job is just like, uh, imagine, because God, I mean, Christ is with us the whole time. We are like working or doing any activity that we do during the day. So I always try to picture him that he's doing the work with me. Like basically he's in me, so he's working with me. So I'm always like trying to put that into like in my mind. And also like uh, praying before I start any activity, even with my job, I work for the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. So like reading through news, like uh, doing what I do. So I always try to think uh, what other people are going to get from what I'm doing. And also with my own um, stuff that I'm doing, it's just like always be so patient with others, uh, listen, be there for everybody, be compassionate and just try to be as much I, I mean, I won't be like, like Jesus, but at least try to be, to put myself in his shoes and try to imitate him the more I can. So, um, I love that, that there is this quote, quote from, uh, San Jose Maria Escriba to that, uh, that says that God is calling, calling us to serve him, uh, and from the ordinary. So whatever we do, even if we are home cooking, even, even if we're like, uh, cleaning the house. So just to put all our heart and all our effort in everything that we do. So that's, that's what, what I do. That's beautiful, Catherine. Thank you for sharing that. Giovanna, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you to my friend Catherine, because I've never seen this room. I love it. So 
today I am learning so much from each one of you. What Cecilia said, Salvador, Catherine, everyone. Um, it's really making me analyze everything about what I'm doing at work. And uh, just to give you a little feedback of, of what I've been doing, um, I started the life coaching business a couple of months ago. And uh, during the one-on-one -on -one sessions that I give to people, I know Jesus is with me. I know uh, sometimes, and I, and I see it during the sessions, I see it that I may ask just one question to one of those coaches, and they start crying and they start feeling that someone cares. And I know that's not Giovanna. I know that for sure. <laughs> I know that what the, the look that they see doesn't come from me, it comes from him. Why? Because I I give my job to him, right? And and I kneel down before each session and I'm like, okay, God, we're going to do this again. Um, just be my eyes, be be the hugs that I'm going to give virtually, be my voice and, and be all, 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 all you in me, right? And, and I see the effect by simply allowing him to use me, right? So in that aspect, I'm very happy that I'm sanctifying my work right through through the life uh, coaching sessions. However, because I'm just starting, I also have a regular job during the day. I work at a, an appliance store. And I'm going to be 100% honest. At the appliance store, I do nothing like that. And, and I, that's why I want to thank everyone because each one of you and your comments are making me understand that, wait, in this job, there's also people. In this job, they may not come for a session, but they also need help. And, and with my patients, I need to pay attention to them. And as Cecilia was saying about the phone, I'm in my phone all the time. And I think maybe like doing a little less of the phone could help for me to maybe pay attention to God is, uh, who God is sending me that morning or that afternoon while I'm at the appliance store to maybe smile or, or give a feedback or something. So um, I want to share that, that uh, today was like an <laughs> eye-opening for me to understand how I need to put God in everything I do, not only in the life coaching sessions that I assumed it is where God needed me, but now you guys made me really think about it. So I want to say thank you for that. Thank you, Giovanna. And it's all God working through, through us here. By the way, sanctification is not about being perfect, right? It's about the effort putting into becoming a better version of ourselves and giving God the glory through everything that we do. Uh, that's certainly a, a, an important lesson I, I learned a while ago. When going through confession, I once I remembered going, uh, telling a father, uh, a priest, because I was very embarrassed to keep confessing the same sins over and over. And I told him in a very naive way, Father, I, I did this again, but I really feel I'm getting, I'm getting stronger. I'm almost getting there. I think I'm going to stop doing it pretty soon. <laughs> and, and Father told me, Christopher, God doesn't expect, doesn't expect you to be perfect or, or to reach a point where you will not sin, but he does appreciate the effort. And, and through that effort, we will become better every day. We will grow in virtue, in character, and we will be sanctifying ourselves. Elizabeth, please share with us. Hi, uh, thank you for having me. This is going to be short. I had to sneak away to the garage. My kids are inside. Um, but Aaron, I just want to thank you for inviting me to these clubhouse sessions because it's something that I've really needed right now. And this topic especially is really resonating with me. 
I am primarily a mother, so that is my work. Um, and I think a lot of stay-at-home moms struggle with, you know, the feeling of self-worth and value. And while I do have a couple part-time jobs, it's just been a really tough struggle for me lately. And I don't remember who was talking about um, Christ as a carpenter and his work being his altar, ultimately. And it reminded me of my husband, who is also a woodworker on the side. And he has a sign out in the garage, I'm looking at it right now, that he made from Proverbs uh, 16.3 that says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. And it's just touching me so much right now. And so I just wanted to share that. I can't speak long. The kids are probably fighting with each other inside. So I just wanted to say that. And I'm really learning a lot. um, And I'm enjoying hearing everything. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. I'm so glad you're here and you've been able to join the past couple of weeks. It's a joy to have you here. So, and yeah, thank you everyone for all of your thoughts and comments and experiences. Oh my gosh, I'm learning so much as usual and constantly inspired. I'm really impressed. All of you brought up like how you view Christ in your work with you each day. I just like almost all, I think all of you basically said that something around that, um, theme and it's that was something I was going to bring up but I basically don't have to because you all talked about practically exactly how you live that out I just wanted to reiterate like Jesus is the one who gives us the power and ability to serve others and do our work with excellence every day and it's very clear to me that so many of you in this room especially those of you on the stage already understand and recognize that and I'm just so impressed and and hearing what each of you does to bring Christ directly with you into your work or or the way that you view him with you in your work is so inspiring so thank you all for sharing your experiences it's it's really beautiful and and very um very helpful for those of us to hear so thank you Karen, absolutely. Thank you for inviting Elizabeth as well. When Elizabeth shared with us, a thought came into my mind. It's uh, unfortunately you, Erin, Cecilia, and uh, and Catherine. Um, I know none of you have children because I want to talk about moms, mother, the work of a mother, of a mom at home. Uh, I don't know about you, Giovanna. Maybe you can share. I don't know if you have any children. But no, I'm, I'm single. You don't. Too. <laughs> okay, all right. I know Erin is married. She's working on it. Uh, actually, Erin is a mom. The baby is. <laughs> In the belly. Yes, indeed. (laughs) And I didn't even ask permission to announce that, but (laughs) I just did. Uh, But what I wanted to get at uh, is every work, right? Every work that is, of course, morally uh, okay uh, can be sanctified. And and a stay-at-home mom can also sanctify her work. Absolutely, 100%. St. Jose Maria used to talk about this as well. And he said that it is very unfair and unjust that the world doesn't recognize the hard work of a mom, of a stay-at-home mom. And raising the children, just managing the finances and the and the upkeeping of a household. And Elizabeth, I, I don't know, I know that you're busy with the, with the kids, but I don't know how much you're able to share or anybody in the stage who's a mother. We would love to hear that perspective because you can certainly sanctify that work too. And we've already talked about 
the, uh, our ability to sanctify the most mundane and the simplest of jobs and the most elaborate or, or important per se job, but also the, 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 the work of somebody who stays at home for whatever reason. Let's, let, let's, let's think of somebody who maybe uh, there's a, a reason we can think of a million ones that is keeping that person at home and, and just simply a person that is not allowed to go. Maybe somebody is uh, homebound or, or, or bound to their bed for some reason, maybe uh, a health reason. And But there's something that they occupy them, themselves with throughout the day. Well, that is what they can offer up to God, whatever that might be. Any thoughts on that from anyone on the stage? I would like to share something about that, uh, Christopher. I'm not a, I'm not a mom. I'm single. I live with my parents, but uh, during my day, well, I work from home. But my parents go to work. My mom goes to work. So I, every single day, I cook for my family. Like right now, I just took a break from my job because I'm, uh, I'm about to have breakfast in, a, in like 20 minutes. So my mom comes to the house every time, every day to have breakfast with me. So I have to cook for, well, I cook for us. Then uh, I also make a lunch and dinner for everybody at my house. So I kind of like understand how it feels to um, work for your family, you know. And at the beginning when I was, when I started doing this, because before the pandemic and after I changed my job, I was working at an office. So it was, I, I was never home. So now that I'm home, that I need to do all these chores, that I need to work with all of this. At the beginning, I was complaining. So then I just put like a pause on myself and I was like, okay, if you're complaining about doing this, <laughs> you have to see it in a different way. You know, like uh, at least I start like feeling like happier to to do what I, what I was doing because uh, I put all my energy into the things that I do. Like my family eat the food that I that I cook. So I was just thinking about what am I doing with this? So now I just like changed the whole perspective. And it's, it's a little bit hard because I have a lot of things to do. So sometimes it's like, oh, I don't want to cook. But I, I mean, everybody's coming home and I, I have to have something. And sometimes it's just so, so simple, but I just do it with all my love. And I just offer to God every like sacrifice, every minute that I, that I put into like doing this uh, things for my family. So it's, it's very pleasing and I, and I really love it. I love to cook. And I love to see people, uh, how happy they, they get when they try my food and stuff like that. So that's what I wanted to share. Thank you, Catherine. Oh, yeah. I was just going to echo um, some of the things Catherine said. Yeah, that's such a beautiful example of you clearly like spend most of your time at home. And not only are you working, but you're also providing food for your family. It sounds like three meals a day every day. And just how beautiful that you shifted your mindset too, from like, oh, wow, this is difficult or I don't want to do this to, you know what, how much love can I pour into this and how can I look at my family when they're having this meal and, and seeing the joy that they get from it. So that is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I wanted to go um, back to one of the things Christopher was mentioning um, about stay-at-home moms. Yeah, I I am currently pregnant, but I do not know the first thing about raising a child earthside yet. So I'm not going to speak to that because I'm clearly no expert. But um, part of a quote that I was reading from St. Jose Maria Escriba kind of goes into what 
I'm learning to view motherhood as based on all of the moms that I do know, especially the stay-at-home moms, and just reading what they say, hearing what they t- they share about how it is to really do this job. Like I said, I know n- I know nothing about it yet, but just based on what I've learned and read from other moms. Um, so it says, um, gosh, let me find it. We must be convinced, therefore, that work is a magnificent reality. It is an indispensable means which God has entrusted to us here on this earth. It is meant to fill out our days and make us sharers in God's creative power. That's like part of a bigger quote, but that just really stuck out to me, especially in talking about this, especially that phrase like God's creative power. Um, That can go along with everything that we're talking about in this conversation, but that really hit me when we were bringing up this this topic of um, being a stay-at-home mother because, wow, like, I just feel like there is no greater, um, greater job in the world than, like, to literally raise these little humans that God has created in you and brought to earth through you and put in your care. And just how beautiful it is for us as women, as mothers, to be able to take part in that creative power. And this goes for dads too. I know there's a lot of stay-at-home dads who are very involved in raising their kids um, as well. So this is both and. Um, but just that that phrase, God's creative power, really stood out to me in this conversation. So if anyone has any thoughts on that or not, we can move on. But yeah, I just yes. wanted to bring that up. Erin, uh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to share something while I was listening to you. Because I have one of my best friends. Uh, She has now her three-year-old boy. And when she was pregnant, I went with her to church. And this amazing priest approached to her and and he said to her, I have an advice for you. And the advice that the priest gave to my friend, I want to pass it on to you and maybe to Elizabeth, who are moms. And what the priest said was, Remember the child that it's inside of you, it's created by God and is sent by God. This means that when he comes out of your belly and he grows, he is sent to earth within a specific mission. And you as a mom has a, have a, a powerful power. The power that allows you to understand his, his or her talents. Everyone will try to tell you what to do. But you have that special power that knows exactly the type of personality that this kid will have. Use that instinct, that that Holy Spirit in, um, intuition, and trust, and go with the flow of what your heart tells you to do, because you have that special power to let your child grow in God's image. Don't let comments. Don't let. Um, opinions matter because you have the feeling of maybe putting the child to Chinese school, maybe putting the child to art school. Whatever you feel, go with that flow because as Virgin Mary, and and he kept saying, go close to mom, go close to mom because she will guide you in the same way how she was guided by, by the God, our father, to raise Jesus. So who better than Mary to guide you towards the right answer? So uh, when he said that, um, it really, like, I want to keep it whenever it's my time to be a mother. I want to keep that 
advice for myself, but um, I also wanted to share it with you, Erin, and, and, and with you, Elizabeth, because you have now your two children and, and to let them be who they were meant to be. That's what I wanted to share. Thank you so much, Giovanna. That's so beautiful. Christopher? That is amazing. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, thanks for sharing that with us, Giovanna. I'm going to ask Erin to, to sort of do a summary like we always do here uh, as we're getting ready to wrap up the hour. But I, I love that we've talked about so many different types of words, careers, jobs, occupations, and we, we I don't think we left anything out. Uh, I'm really pleased with that. And I love that image that Salvador put in front of us of our Lord and his work in, in wood, in, in St. Joseph's workshop, and, and how that was his own altar as he was sanctifying work uh, when he was living here on earth. Um, think of that image on, 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 on how many different professions, careers, occupations out there have some sort of table. And we all know that as the lady, we have the common priesthood, right? So how do we exercise that priesthood precisely? through our ordinary work and duties to our life. And, and, and I can very clearly see a surgeon in, in uh, getting ready to, 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 um, to operate and, and, and how that is his altar. And for those who, who work in front of, in a, of a computer in their desk, well, that is their altar. For, some, for a chef or somebody that's in the kitchen all day, well, that is ex- exactly, precisely where he or she offers up uh, the, the sacrifice of a work well done, of a work done with love to up to God, sends it up to heaven. This is what we all must do. And we, we must look at our work and at our duties, our ordinary duties of every day. We must look at them as our way to offer up to God everything that we have. So with that, Erin, I would love if you could sort of bring a summary for all of us together of the conversation today. Yeah, absolutely. As per usual, we had a lot of amazing things shared and I was able to capture some of it. So here we go. Um, At the beginning, Christopher started us off by uh, laying the foundation, of course, for our talk, but also sharing uh, some quotes from St. Jose Maria Escriva. And and part of one of the quotes, I think, was run the race. I just love that that image. You know, we're, we're all in this together, we're all running the race towards towards heaven, and work is part of that. So I love that um, quote. So that was one thing that um, just really struck me as we started this conversation. Uh, Chris talked about um, you know what he does in his job and and how how can he make an impact in what he's doing and. Um, one of the things he said are, what are like the three or four layers deep that I'm doing to help the community through my work? Um, so beautiful if we if we really think deeper into what it is we're actually doing in our jobs each day and how we can truly be making a difference and an impact. Um, so beautiful. So thank you, Chris, for that reflective question. Um, JP shared a quote by St. Teresa of Calcutta, she, it said, we're not called to be successful, we're called to be faithful. Um, so true and such a good reminder, especially in our society today when in, a lot of people are just so focused on their career and success and, and getting to the top and all of these other things. Um, that's, that's not what we're called to do. We, we're called to be faithful. We're called to be faithful to our Lord 
to our families, to our, our friends, and, and to, to love everyone through what it is what we're, we're doing and not the success that may come from it. So thank you, JP, for sharing that. Um, Chris posed another <laughs> very helpful, reflective question. Um, what is the grace that's coming from, from my work? I, I paraphrased that, but what is the grace that's coming from what we're doing? Uh, so beautiful, Chris. So thank you for, for sharing that. Um, Salvador, I think a few people brought it up afterwards because it was so profound. Um, thinking of Christ's profession, he was a carpenter and he also carried the wood of the cross and it became the altar of his sacrifice. Um, such a perfect, perfect example of how we can view our own professions and our own lives. So thank you, Salvador, for that very, very profound image. Um, Catherine, in sharing some of her experiences with her work and and this topic, uh, she said, Christ is working with us or or Christ is working with me. I think I paraphrased to us, but it's so true. Christ is, is next to us by our side in us, working with us and through us every single day, um, in everything that we're doing. So, uh, it's so important to remember that. Uh, Giovanna shared lots of wonderful things. I have a few things from her to mention, um, but one of the things that she said is, I know Jesus is with me, especially in talking about her life coaching work. Um, so beautiful. I think it, it goes along with what Catherine was saying. We, It's so important that we remember that Jesus is with us and, and recognizing when, he, in the very clear moments that he is um, present in our work. So, so beautiful. Um, Elizabeth shared uh, such beautiful thoughts and reflections. And one of the things was um, the uh, Bible verse, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. And I didn't get a chance to write out what it is, but everyone write down Proverbs 16, 3, so you can go back and read it because I remember it was so beautiful and exactly what we're talking about. Um, and I think it was partly a reflection on what Salvador had said. So thank you, Elizabeth, for sharing that as well as your other thoughts. And then last but not least, um, Giovanna shared um, a couple more wonderful things, especially in talking about working from home um, and being a stay-at-home mom or just being a mom in general. Um, you know, child- she said children are sent to this earth with a specific mission. Um, and then for moms, draw close to Mary. Such beautiful thoughts um, and so, so true, Giovanna. So thank you for sharing that. That is everything that I captured today. That um, So thank you, Christopher, for letting me share. And I will turn it over to you to conclude us. Thank you very much, Erin. What a beautiful conversation we've had today. And I just want to invite everybody to come back every week. This is Catholic Leadership for Civil Society. The overarching team and our mission, really, is to put out there an invitation to Catholic professionals. It's a very concrete audience we're seeking to open up themselves to the possibility of seeking to become influential leaders in society, in civil society. Why Catholic professionals? Because they have given certain tools and an affirmation and education. God has placed them in a privileged position to influence the world for Christ. And many times when we think of Catholic leadership, we tend to think of Catholic leadership for the parish or for the diocese. But we are here to invite you to consider being a Catholic leader in civil society. And so that is the overarching team. Every week, 
But uh, next week and every week, we have a very specific team. Today, we talked about sanctification of work or work as a service to others. Well, next week, we're going to talk precisely about how do you lead? What is virtuous leadership? What does it mean to become a Catholic leader? So I hope that you will join this conversation. And I also want to invite you to please follow Aaron and me. I also invite you to keep the conversation going in our Telegram group. But go ahead and, and follow us, uh, Aaron and I, and everybody on the stage, all, all of our wonderful, Chris and all of our wonderful guests today. Uh, follow us and join our conversation on our Telegram group, which you can find uh, the direct link for in Aaron's profile or, or in mine. Also, don't forget to join the Catholic Professionals Club. We're part of the Catholic Professionals Club, so I hope that you would join it and be part of that here on Clubhouse. Join, join us live on Clubhouse every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific. And if you like what you heard today, listen to it again or share it to our weekly podcast. Soon to be available starting next week, this podcast and every podcast will be available. You can find it in all platforms. Just look for it under the name Catholic Leadership for Civil Society. Remember, this is an invitation to step into the leadership role that God has for you in civil society. Why? Because if not now, when? Just look at the world. And if not us, then who? Have a wonderful and blessed weekend. We'll see you next week. God bless.